Welcome to the Desire to Dream podcast. I'm your host, Low Wilder. The vision of this podcast is to provide tools on how to become successful in your finances, business, leadership development, and much more. A little bit about me, I grew up in the hood, homeless at the age of 14. I made a choice not to become a product of my environment. And today, I am a successful businessman, community leader, and inspirational speaker. It is my desire to encourage and empower you to unlock your greatness. So tune in and enjoy the show. Hey, welcome back to another episode of The Desire to Dream. I'm your host, Lo Wilder, and I appreciate all my supporters, man, everyone who's listening and uh, you know sharing on, on social media platforms. Huge shout outs to you all, man. Listen, this this podcast has been a dream of mine, and I'm just excited to be able to bring on individuals that are executing at a high level, turning their dreams to reality, and kind of sharing their story to help each and every one of you and motivate you into turning your dream to reality. And so with that, man, I got one of my homies, man, from Springfield, Massachusetts, 413. Um, brother of mine went to a rival high school, uh, science and technology uh, next door. Um, I went to Putnam. For those of you in the, in the 413 know um, about that rivalry. But, man, my brother played basketball. He was, you know, doing amazing things. And he went and took his career. Um, I'm not going to share his his thunder, but I'm going to definitely uh, bring my brother on, Mr. Sir Charles. Man, how you doing, bro? I'm doing good, bro. I'm doing good. Yeah, man. That's what's up, man. Look, man, I'm glad we reconnected, man. You know, it's crazy. Like, uh, you know, I was like, man, I know this brother. Like, you know, we on Facebook, social media, and you know how it is, man. You meet so many people. Um, but as we were talking, I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know my mans. And, uh, man, I just, you know, hearing about where you were, um, for the last, you know, decade, you know, a few years back, I was like, that makes sense why, you know, we haven't really seen much of each other. But so with that, you know, I don't want to take it away, man, kind of share with the people your, your history, man, growing up in Springfield, and then where you ended up going, you know, after. All right, so growing up in Springfield, basically grew up on Andrew Street, for y'all that don't know, it's right in the middle of Mason Square. Um, I went to Homer Street Elementary School. I went to Kennedy for um, middle school. And then high school science and technology, um, where you know Springfield is is big at the time, but small. So everybody right. knows everybody. We all grew up with each other, like Lacoal said. So um, you know, high school was when you really well middle school because we used to have the middle school games. You know, remember those? Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> all yeah, the different yeah. middle schools compete against each other That's and stuff right. like that. <laughs> and basketball was heavy, heavy. Football was heavy, but because um, we had five A football. Word. I Shout out to 5A. 5A. <laughs> hey, I play Southside, 5A Southside. You already know. <laughs> so, <laughs> but basketball was my thing. And, um, you know, playing in all the street courts, the street tournaments, the um, organized tournaments, you know, that's what honed right. our skills, competing against each other, older older guys and younger guys as well. So, um, middle school, Kennedy, we played. And then in high school, we went to the high school science and technology. Um, at the time, we had head coach, uh, Coach Femia. She was the first female coach in, in Western Mass, and so she made history for that. And, um, you know, we kind of played around with our opportunities, you know, not taking school serious. We could hoop. So basketball was the main thing that we focused on instead of our grades mm -hmm. and stuff like that, which eventually ended up hurting me. You know, it, that kind of messed me up when the, now it's time for me to graduate as a senior in high school, and I'm looking for basketball opportunities, and none are there. No right. scholarships, no nothing. And I never took the SAT or the ACT, so my grades could not propel me. So the only opportunities that I had was to go to either uh, Springfield Technical Community College, STIC, or um, 
Holyoke Community College. Right. HCC. I wanted to ACC. I wanted to get out of Springfield as far <laughs> just cause, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so I chose Holyoke, and um, I ended up going to Holyoke Community College where we played for Coach Kevin McCaskill at the time, and um, we played. It was a JUCO, but we only played a half a season because mm. once again grades came out and we all failed off the team Man. again not taking it serious so it was a tough 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 time and um it really messed me up to where um I thought basketball was over with and technically it was at that time because of the fact that um with your grades if you don't get your grades straight at junior college your time starts your clock starts as soon as you log in or, or as soon as you play so right. as soon as you touch that court it starts so my junior college, uh, we ended up failing off. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go get a job, you know, go back to just playing regular street ball and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. I knew I had too much talent to give it up right Word. then and there. Like, and for that to be my only college experience, I didn't want that. Mm -hmm. Man, let me ask you, bro. Like, so, you know, and I, I learned stuff, right? Because McCaskill came and he ended up being the principal uh, at Putnam. And I didn't even <laughs> know he was a coach. So, I, you know, learning that. But, um, you know, growing up, man, one of the things I know about Springfield is like everybody, like there's some ballers in Springfield, not a lot of them that made it out. So um, when you talk about the city, I remember Magazine Park being, you know, um, a spot where there was definitely some tournaments. You know, you have Forest Park. Um, where did, where was your like court? Where did you play all the time? I'm living in Mason Square. I can imagine you was where at, uh, Mason. Oh, we was at D-Berry, Rebecca, mm -hmm. Family Center, Boys and Girls Club. I where? played at Magazine Park. I See, I, I I just hit every court. I went to Zock Park. Okay. And, um, yep, yep. I, I went um whole I was at the Holyoke Street. You played course you ever at, played at Blunt Park? I, I played, of course, Blunt Park. Oh, yeah. Blunt Park. Yeah. I mean, that was the spot. And even back then they had the high school summer league right. technically at Blunt right, Park. Right. That was the spot. Um every court that you could think of, every court, even the court um right across the street from Side Tech. Mm-hmm. By by Bristol Street and all of that. that Adams that Park, man. That's, Adams, that's my, Park. Adams that, Park. Hey, that's right. I grew up on Bristol Street, man. So yeah, yeah you already know, man. Me, hey, but for for all of you that don't know, I know I was a football player, but me and my boy Ralph, and, and we got you know people can can admit we were the best two on two at the time <laughs> at Adams Park, man. So shout out to my boy Ralph, man, at Adams Park. But definitely, um, you know, a lot of, like I said, a lot of great talent, right? But, uh, you know, for us in our generation coming up, man, a lot of people wasn't really like telling us about grades. You know, it wasn't really a big thing. And now um, I see that a lot of coaches, you know, they're, they're definitely, you know, emphasizing on getting the grades right. I didn't know about SATs and, and I didn't realize you had to get a certain score in order to even play um, in college. And I didn't realize that. So a lot of the schools that were looking at me, once they found out my SAT scores were so low, kind of took it out because I was getting, you know, letters from Syracuse, Sacred Heart, um, all these division one type schools. And um, I, I didn't didn't know about it, man. So um, I don't know if you want to share, but, you know, I know you, you know, you came across the situation um, after, you know, while you were in school trying to find your way, man, and it kind of, you know, transit, it, it took your life into a different direction. Yeah, so Holyoke, after Holyoke, after I said, like, we failed off the team. I was kind of doing some things that I weren't supposed to, you know. I ended up getting arrested mm -hmm. in Springfield um, at, a, at a local bar in a club. And um, we got into a scuffle and all of that stuff. And um, eventually, my mom was just like, you know what, you got to go. You got to get out of here because it's not a good look. And in, in Springfield, you know, you're not doing anything. 
My, I got in one best. little fight and my mom got <laughs> scared. <laughs> Straight up. But it, it, it was just a little different. It was just um, nah, right. I got arrested. And then um, the next weekend, the following weekend, I went to um, a club and just random. Uh, I ended up getting hit in the head with a bottle. Mm. You know, so after that, it's just like too much stuff is happening downtown. Word. So then I was like, you got to get out of here. And it, it's, it's obviously time. And my, my best friend, like I said, he, he was in the military. So um, I went to high school with him and stuff like that. And um, he ended up getting stationed in Jacksonville, so in Florida. Mm-hmm. So he called me and was just like, yo, Rel, you come down. I was like, I'm, I'm down there. I took the Greyhound bus 25 hours. Mm, on the bus. Man. <laughs> but I was just like, hey, man, we, we, we out. We, we coming. So I'm just like, you know what? I'm okay with that. This is my second chance. So when I got to Florida, basically to, to speed it up a little bit, um, I said I wasn't going to do the same thing I was doing in Springfield. I wanted to be right. a completely different person. Um, I ended up uh, going to the local college at FS. It was FS FCCJ at the time, and uh, I ended up meeting my wife there because she ended up working. She was working at the uh, the counter or whatnot, <laughs> and I was just like, you know, I'm trying to get into school. Here's my grades. I just really want to see what I can do to play basketball. And she ended up saying that, you know, with my transcripts, I wouldn't be able to play Juco. She passed me on to the coach there and, and me and the coach became best friends. And, and he was just like, yeah, you can't play. Your clock expired for a junior college, but you can possibly play at um, a higher level D1 or something like that. So mm-hmm. he's like, if you just stick with me, get your grades up, I'll shop you around the city. So I said, OK, cool. So we played in the, all the local leagues out in Jacksonville, just right. hooping. So then um, Strong, Latroy Strong, that's the coach. He took me down to um, Everwaters College, EWC, which is now EWU. And um, I had a tryout there, walked on. I mean, I was I was in straight go mode. I'm hungry. I'm right, you were determined. you like, man, I, <laughs> yeah. hey, I'm out here. Like, who got my scholarship, bro? <laughs> who got my scholarship? I'm taking it straight <laughs> right. up. Like, that was my mentality. And um, yeah. I, I ended up doing that. And the coach actually gave me three years. So wow. he was just like, you know what? I could get you on the court right now. And we get three years. That first year that you did play that half the season, that's gone. Because you touched the college court. But um, right now, we could get you three years playing and you could play right now. So mm-hmm. I said, oh, yeah, that's a no-brainer. And that's a scholarship. So now that helped out to where I wasn't um, paying those out-of-state fees. So I'm forever grateful. That's why I was like, thank you, God. This is my second chance. You're giving mm-hmm. me a second chance. I'm, put, I'm willing to put in the work and do everything that I need to do on my end to make Word. sure that I'm successful and I've been blessed with basketball since. Yeah, man, that's bro, that's fire, man, because it's it's really, you know, overcoming the odds, man, and the adversity that you were facing. I'd like to kind of dive in a little bit more of the mindset of the person who was like, yo, I got this one opportunity. I'm gonna make the best of it. I still have this goal to becoming a professional athlete. You know, the work ethic that it took day in and day out to continue to push that, you know, that's really what I want to help un- unlock hearing this podcast with uh, those that are listening. Yeah, so basically, um, like when I came to Jacksonville, I said, listen, nobody knows me. I don't know nobody. So I could either go out and try to be the same person I was in Springfield or I could just be myself. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. Like I, I spent a lot of time with my wife. I got me a, um, a pass to a local gym, like right down the street. I was in the weight room. Like if you know me, I, I was skinny. Now, you know what I'm saying? Right, I see you. Hey, big swole, I got some, man. I, hey, I got some shoulders. <laughs> so it's just, I spent a lot of time, and that's what helped my mental, because yeah. I was in a gym 
a lot more. I spent a lot of time in the gym and a lot of time with my wife. Right. Just, you know, just, just trying to stay focused. And I said, listen, I worked like three jobs in the daytime. I would go to school, but I, it was just all day round. Like literally yeah. just straight grinding. And I said, I'll take a job at McDonald's because nobody know me. I don't, I don't care. Like I'm, I'm so focused on where I'm going that I need to. So it was, it was definitely a mentality check because some people, you know, our pride could be like, I'm not going to get a job at McDonald's. I'm not going to do this or I'm not going to do that. It's not about where you work. It's about what you do with the opportunity and what you do with the funds. And that's what I learned even in school, because now in school, I had to compete even for an internship. I ended up interning at um, CSX and that opened the door for a lot of things because I was in the middle of basketball season. I was going to pledge a fraternity mm -hmm. and I had to compete early in the morning, six o'clock in the morning to, to um, for this internship. And I ended up wow. landing the internship. I won it. But that right there was just like, you know, Church, church helped me out a lot. That church gave me the mindset to really understand now, mm. like where I'm going. And that was really, really the, the clicking and changing point, the connecting of the dots in a yeah. sense in my, in my head, you know, church put that, me going to church started understanding, okay, it's bigger, it's a bigger thing in this thing called life. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. when you put it all together, and know that God got your back and stuff like for that. Sure, man. You know, yeah, faith, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So, um, but that's one of my favorite scriptures. Um, but also faith without work is dead. Mm -hmm. And what I'm hearing and what you're saying and what you're sharing is you had the faith, but you also put in the work in order yeah. to turn that dream into a reality and, and say, yo, you know what? So that's, that's a, a, a major accomplishment, man. I'm definitely proud of you for even taking that step and being courageous enough to go in and do it. So, um, and with that, man, you were successful here in Jacksonville playing basketball at this school and you had the opportunity to play professional basketball. So how did that all come about, man? And um, actually, you know, get step on the court and get paid professionally uh, overseas. So basically with, I was playing free. Like I was so happy to get back on that court in college. So when they gave me that three years, I led the conference in rebounds and points and I was averaging a double-double, but I was so like, just happy. Like, okay, if this is it right here, I'm okay with that. And I was playing as such. I was playing as if, you know, if, if basketball was to stop after these three years, I'm good. Like I'm okay because I know I gave it my all on this right. court. Left it all but out on me, the court. I, I, I left it all out. And I didn't realize that there were scouts. I wasn't playing for the crowd. I wasn't playing for no, I was literally playing free and, and just happy. And it turned out somebody was watching in those, in those, at those games. So I get a letter my junior year and, and coach was just like, he called me in the back. He was opening up with the biggest smile. And, and it was just like, we want you to go represent the USA overseas. So I was like, okay. Right. And, and, and I ended up going, uh, I won a, won a medal, won everything. And, and um, they good. wanted me to stay, but then I was like, no, nah, I'm going back to finish school. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'll come back afterwards and stuff like that. After college is up, like, this is, this is what, you know, I want to finish this out. Cause this is basically where I have to, it was bigger than basketball. And that was the lesson that I learned in everything. Mm. Basketball came out of the opportunity I got to get back on, to get back in school. But I needed to beat that task because school was what took basketball away from me. Me not taking it serious, me not doing the right thing. So I was focused more on school than I was on basketball. 
basketball came second because I was just like I was just saying it was free. I was just playing happy. I was just you know excited to be on the court. But my grades, I ended up getting. I, I ended up being on the uh, International Business Honor Society, so I'm a That's part of Sigma saying. Beta Delta for college and stuff That's like that. Saying. My grades, I got A's and, and B's. Like I raised everything, and then. Now it's kind of like, okay, I felt, I used to always tell myself, God was telling me like as a dad to a son, like, you know what, since you did the right thing with that, I'm going to bless you in this area of basketball now because I know your heart, you know what I'm saying? So now it's kind of like, here you go. And these opportunities started to present themselves. And then, you know, I got an opportunity to go play in Italy. Uh, I won a gold medal in Switzerland. Uh, Then across from there, I went overseas to play in Tahiti. I got a chance to play in America in the PDL, Premier mm. Basketball League, the ABA, all these different leagues. And, you know, I just been I just been happy to play. Like I said, 10 plus years of experience in that life, you know, professional life. And mm-hmm. I thought my college career ended at Holyoke, let alone I got a whole nother college career. On top of that, I had a 10, 10 year plus professional career right. on top of that. And I just liking that until the blessings of God, man, like legit. Yeah. I couldn't do that on my own. I, I, I cannot. And yeah. even when I look yeah. at it, and I'm not done yet, but I just, I, I cannot. <laughs> man, that's dope, bro. Like, you know, because it's one thing to get that opportunity and, you know, play a year, play two years, but you play 10 plus years professionally. Like that yeah. just speaks volume that you put in the work. You actually, you know, your work ethic was was strong. Um, but not only that, you know, you were a team player, like you have to have all those things. Cause it's not, you, you know, even though it's not NBA, they're not, you're not taking it lightly either over there, man. Mm-hmm. Them boys can mm-hmm. ball out there, man. Like, mm-hmm. so you, 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 gotta, gotta, you know, yeah, you got to put in that work, man. And you got to think too, you're representing the whole country. Yeah. Like, like over, overseas, I know sometimes in America, we got a lot of talent. So it's, it's kind of like, okay, he could be the man. He could be the man overseas. You are the man. Right. <laughs> so it's kind of like, listen, you have to be the LeBron James of your team. You have to be, you <laughs> right. can't be a, 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 a side player unless that's what they recruited you for. But right. nine out of 10, you gotta be the man. So it's on your back. Right. So you want to make sure that you can handle it, that you are ready for it and stuff like that. Yeah, so that's what's up, bro. Like what was, what was some of the biggest challenges you faced in, in your professional career? So basically some of the, it was just understanding, first of all, being across seas is different from being in America. Like, so, you know, as well as I know, being outside of Springfield, like me coming to Jacksonville was a culture shock. Mm-hmm. So now me co- going to a whole nother country is like, man, when I get to Jacksonville, I'm seeing palm trees for the first time. You know what I'm saying? So now when I go to Italy, something like that, seeing these buildings, hearing them talk a different language and all of that, you know, it's kind of like, we we're so Springfield minded sometimes, you know, in that box that it's kind of like, hold up, you know, we move a certain way and stuff yeah. like that. But it's like, you know, I, I was able to open myself up, but making that adjustment, even to the food in Italy, they don't cook with a lot of salt. I mean, with no salt, honestly, it felt like a lot of pastas and, and the meats is fresh and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So my, my body changed as well. My diet changed, a lot of stuff changed. And when I came back to America, everything tasted so salty. Mm-hmm. So those type like adjustments and then on the court adjustments was just, you know, I kept the same mentality from, from, from uh, college, you know, I'm just, I'm just happy to be here. I know I, I'm not putting the pressure that everybody else is putting on me. I'm just playing to have fun. I'm just playing because I get another day to play. Yeah. So, so that came kind of natural. The coaches love me because of the fact that, 
they didn't get no problems. I'm not smoking. I'm not drinking. I'm not doing none of that stuff. I'm not out partying with girls. Like I said, I'm already married, you know, mm-hmm. so I'm cool. Like, I, I just want to play basketball. I understand my personal opportunities. So I'm not going to let that, I'm not going to do anything to mess that up. And that's my mindset. Yeah, that's fire, man. And, and you know, being married overseas, you know, I'm sure it had its challenges in that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he got to retire, had a very successful career, winning medals. Um, man, that's dope. But you didn't want to just stop there. You know, you, you went back uh, to Florida, but then there was something calling you like, man, you, you had this call, you had this purpose to give back to your city. Um, you know, you felt led that you know, I want to do something for my city, my hometown. Um, and you started 413 Elite. So talk about, you know, that um, that dream that when it hit you and, and how it got started, man. And it's just amazing success and a lot of things that's coming to Springfield. Um, and, and even, you know, I can see it, you know, going across the nation, man, and just blowing up. Yeah, so basically uh, when I was overseas, I, I just, I always represent my city. And the first thing everybody asks you, even when I came to Florida, yo, where you from? Yo, where you from? Where you from? You got an accent. Where you from? I'm from I'm from Massachusetts. I'm from Springfield, Springfield, Mass. And they're like, oh, where's that? Is that where the sister's from? No, it's the 413. <laughs> right, right. 413, look it up. Yeah, or they'd be like, or they, or, or they, I know this, I used to get this a lot. You don't sound like the Boston accent. I'm like, that's because I'm closer to New York City, man. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we like right there. We, yeah, we like the, the outcast of the city. Right, so right. But, <laughs> so, so yeah, and, and it was just like, you know what? I want to shed the light on because coming up, like I said, from 2000 to 2004, my area of high school, like, I wasn't even like the top, top guy. And we got talent. Like you said earlier, we got massive talent in Springfield. So my mindset was, I want to showcase that talent. I, wanna, I, want, I want the world to see, yeah, y'all look at me. And I appreciate the way you look at me because I worked hard. But there's a bunch of other me's in Springfield. Like mm-hmm. there's some guys that's really, really good. And I wanted to shine a light on that more so. And just that was the real desire. And just to really put on for Springfield, like, yeah, we're the birthplace of basketball. First and foremost, like, and we we eat, sleep, breathe basketball back there. You know what I'm saying? Like, as a kid, that that was life. Mm-hmm. And and so basically, with that, while I'm overseas, I'm learning. Once again, I'm in that learn mode, and I just felt like I don't know why, but it's kind of like God put that little that that something in me while I'm over yeah, there. So I'm watching he, like your purpose, man. Your purpose and, was, yeah. put, was was he deposited your purpose in you in a seed form. Right. Yeah. And so it's in a seed form, but you had to nurture it. You had to learn in order to to be able to manifest and to grow, man. So that's that's what was happening. Yeah. And, and, that, and it makes sense because it's kind of like, OK, if he would have gave it to me sooner, I wouldn't have knew what to do with it. Facts. I wouldn't I, I wouldn't have had the understanding of how to handle it or anything like that. So I'm learning. I'm in school while I'm playing. <laughs> so, you know, I'm learning the business structures, the different mm-hmm. things that I like that I didn't like, the coaches that I like that I didn't like everything. And I said, okay. And, and, and it's crazy because as I was getting closer to the end of my career, cause I could still play, but I ended up giving up a contract, but it was just like, you know what? I felt God speak to me. And it was just like, if you had your own team, what would you do with it? How mm. would you run it? And how would, and I said, if I had my own team. And so now it's like, okay, here you go. The market for Springfield opened up, which is crazy because there was other teams that had the market before right. so it just happened to open up for a split second and I called my friend who's also a Christian guy who owns a team in Florida and he connected me with with the owner of the ABA it was just like hey I got a guy from Springfield he wants he wants to uh, get the market 
made it happen that 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 moment on the phone. Man. And it was just like, God, like that's kind of crazy. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? I, I I woke up not even playing. I'm woken up looking at this contract that I'm about to sign. It's like, no, 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 forget the contract. You about to have a team. So I'm like, okay, I guess this is what I gotta do. So now I'm putting everything together. I'm I'm putting the team in Springfield. So it's kind of like, no, I'm I'm gonna do it and so I'm doing it in such a way where it's like everything that I would want as a player, I want to give that to my players. So everything right. that I've experienced overseas, in America, all the different professional organizations that I would that I had, all the good, I'm giving that back. Cause that's what I want to come back to, you know, the organization. So Word. I'm looking for, that's why I named it 413 elite. So elite stands for elevating life in the East. So it's an acronym. And also everybody knows what elites elite status is anyway. Right. I mean, top of the top, best of the best, you know, a lot of people use that word and I want to make sure that we are that word, that we live that word. And my vision is, like I said, I'm coming to elevate life in the East. So I'm coming to, raise the standard. I'm coming to help out small businesses, big businesses, uh, people with dreams, people that want a chance, people that want to at least experience what that life is like. You know what I'm saying? Like, just let me be a part. Let me be a, a part of a, a professional organization knowing that I, w- I would never get a chance if, if this never happened. You get what I'm saying? Word. So it's kind of like, I want to be able to provide that because I got the, I got the opportunity to do it. So I know and that's why I feel like God trusts me and know that I can handle it because of the fact that he knows my mindset. I'm not going to use it to my advantage. It's really, this really is a legit give back. And I really want to help my city because basketball is everything. And if, and granted, that's all I know. You know what I'm saying? Other people mm-hmm. like, like your football, you know what I'm saying? And, and other people got football, but me personally, it's just basketball for me. So I'm glad that I can be able to at least bring a professional team to Springfield. Like that's dope to me. Yeah, no nah, facts, man. That that's not only dope, bro. That's legendary, right? Cause like, and and the fact that you know, in our age, man, and being able to do something like that, especially for the city that birthed basketball, um, and it's not just about basketball. You know, I know we talked about the different things that you're also bringing to, um, to that organization. It's you know, it's learning how to handle your finances because we all know that professional athletes have a real hard time with managing their funds and being able to, uh, you know, properly do those things. But not only that, man, starting a business is challenging. Starting an organization like that, you were blessed. And I think something I just took away from what you just shared was if I wasn't a good steward with what God has given me, he probably wouldn't bless me and open up more opportunities. And so if you're listening to this right now, you have that dream, you have that goal. There's something that's in you like God deposited in you. If it's not happening right now, it's probably because it's not time, right? Mm-hmm. He or, or he just he's not ready to trust you. Like I was sharing this with my wife, and I was like, "Yo, if God would give me what I have now, back then I would have ruined it, you know." And so you can't give a kid the keys to the Benz um, when they're just learning how to drive, right? You yeah, know, you're right. You're gonna start out with the bucket, you know what I mean? Like here, <laughs> start out with that because we know you're gonna crash. Um. And, and I think that that's some, one of the amazing things about, you know, growing up and developing and, and executing at, you know, um, elite level and then being able to kind of package it up 
and provide it for those that are coming behind us and sharing it. So major shout outs to you on that. Um, I know you got some, some great stuff in the works. Um, you're working on the combine that's about to release this week. Um, and so, you know, talk a little bit about the combine for those who are listening, um, what it's about, right. What you can expect out of it. And, um, and, and what are the resources that are going to be there that you're going to provide for the people? All right, so the combine basically is, is, a, is a tryout. Uh, we got players coming from all areas, all uh, Houston, tech, well, Texas, Maryland, New York, from all over, and just really checking their numbers, making sure that they're, you know, I want to show them a level that I'm sure they haven't experienced yet. So our mm -hmm. combine is going to be like a real pro combine. And I'm putting them through because I had to go through a combine where I paid $100 uh, in, in the PBL, Buffalo, New York. I was already a professional basketball player, too. I paid my money to go try out. I tried out, but my mindset was, once again, if I pay this $100, I'm going to be the best one at this at this camp, at this, uh, yeah, right. at this combine, like legit. And I ended up being the best one at the combine. All the coaches wanted me, and I ended up signing with Buffalo. Instead, she, she, I mean, she had the contract before I could even get back off the plane. So I'm like, <laughs> you know, it, it was fine, but I want, I want now everyone to experience that because a lot of people get it misconstrued. They think because a lot of teams, you got a lot of pop-up leagues, you got a lot of starter leagues that say that claim they're semi-pro and they're pro and stuff like that, but they're just happy to be there. You get what I'm saying? The ABA is legendary. Everybody know the ABA is legendary. The NBA is legendary. The ABA and the NBA at one point in time was right neck and neck. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the NBA took ABA teams. Right. So the premier basketball league was like the top league at the time. So I ended up getting recruited in there and played with Buffalo. And um, the combine that they had, I felt I learned from it. But then I also felt like it was a great thing that they did because of the fact that it wasn't like any normal tryout. You know, you had the first day. Uh, well, at the, yeah, the first day was, you know, a lot of drills and stuff. The second day was competitive and it was a lot of competitive during the first day too, as well. But it's just like, I want to do that for my team. Cause I want to put these guys through what I've been through in order. You, you say you want to be a professional, right? So this is what it takes to be a professional. This is what you got to look forward to. So even if you don't make it, go practice these drills, go work mm -hmm. on this. At least you could say that you've seen it. Now your eyes is open to something different than what you think or what you heard. You've experienced it. And right. that's my thing. I'm a key player. I'm a key person on that when it comes to experience. Experience is the best teacher, I feel like. Absolutely. So, like, everything that I put my players through, everything that I put my coaches through, everything, I will not tell somebody to do something that I've never done myself. Mm. I just can't. I can't. Yeah, nah, that's dope, man. And, and exposure is is everything, you know. So you, you got an opportunity to uh, come out here and share, showcase your talent, right? So what kind of players are you looking for uh, to come at this combine? I'm just looking for players, man. Guys who's hungry, guys who's willing to put in the work, guys who's willing to play their role. You know what I'm saying? Just hey, it's it's an adult, obviously. It's adult uh, league, it's professional, so. Right, you so you can't be, be in high school. Yeah, yeah, you, gotta, you can't okay. be in high school or college. And I don't want to mess up anybody's college eligibility. I will always tell somebody, go ahead and finish your years of college and then come try out. But, you know, the choice is on your, yours and your family. I'll never recruit anybody like that. But it's adult. And really, we're just looking for hungry players, you know, guys that, that, that want that opportunity or guys that want that. This may be somebody's second chance. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Right. I don't know, but that's what we're looking for. You know, come on to this combine. 
you'll be able to tell who's hungry. Like I know, and like I said, once again, in college, the coaches knew I was hungry. They could tell because I'm, I'm talking, I'm dunking on dudes. I'm throwing it off the backboard in the middle of, of a scrimmage. And like, how are you doing this? And it's just like, I'm not trying to showboat or showcase anything. I'm just hungry. And this is how I'm used to playing up north. We're loose, we, we, we hoop. But it's like, it's that hunger. That mm. hunger was my drive. And it was just like, you know what? I got an opportunity. I got a second chance. I'm going to give it my all. And that's all I'm really looking Just give it your all. I'll, say, I'll take a guy, a 10-man roster who, who's guys that's just hungry and just willing to go and put in the time, the energy, and great guys. I'll go to war with them every day. You know, the combine is actually July 23rd and 24th, that weekend. It's July 23rd, which is a Saturday, and the 24th. And um, it is a closed combine. We'll be picking the players, but we just want, we just want no distractions. We want them to focus. And um, we got some really big things coming, some real big things coming. Just yeah. that professional field, like, you're going to see it. It, it, it. And being from Springfield, you know, like, and that's why even the inspiration behind the jersey, like, it's, it's Springfield Knights. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So I just dropped, I just released a jersey called Springfield Knights, and I want everybody from Springfield basically to get it. And, and I put up what it means to me, basically. What it means to me is is a, a night, a, the perfect night in Springfield. And mine was, when we would go to the bodega down the street and buy five dollar white tees, you're in the long white big <laughs> right, white tees, right. and go to the hippodrome. Yeah, the hippodrome was the spot back in the day. So. Yeah, all ages, <laughs> <And> man. <laughs> all ages, all ages. It's just like yo, let's do this. But the combine is the 23rd and 24th, and I just want that energy. I want, I want, I want everybody, whether you're affiliated, whether you're on the team, whether you're just you know doing what you're doing, just being from Springfield, that sense of yeah, like yeah. I can get behind this. I rock with that, like legit, because I know you know what I'm saying. It's homegrown, but nah, he's not showcasing sure. what what everybody's talking about. He's showcasing us in that light that we're supposed to be seeing it. You know what I'm saying? Word, that's fire, man. Hey, look, everybody, man, support my brother, man. He's doing major things, man. If you see anything um, regarding the the combine or or even when the team gets put together and they start playing in exhibition games and real games, definitely show some support, man, because that's what we have to do, man. We got to support one another. And, and that's why I brought you on, man. I want to give you your flowers, man. I see the things that you're doing um, in the community and giving back and and, and giving people opportunities that, that are life-changing. So shout outs to you, man. And, and I just definitely appreciate that, man. Before we go, um, I always ask my guests when they're on, you know, kind of share a nugget that, that someone can take away. Um, if there's anything that they can walk away from listening to this podcast, you know, um, that'll be a life changing, some type of some, something to motivate them, empower them to not give up and keep pushing. What, what piece of advice you want to share with them? Uh, something that my pastor said that stuck with me as a uh, change looked like chaos until it's complete. Mm. And and that's real powerful because sometimes you can be going through a rough patch in your life. Just in general, you don't know where to turn. You don't know who to turn to. You don't know what to say. And I feel like that's the time where you got to get closer spiritual, find, find um, faith and find spirituality, regardless of what nation or whatever it is a part of. Because I don't believe in uh, religion. I feel like it's a personal walk. I mean, yeah. I, I, I feel like, I believe you need you need religion, but it's more so a walk between you and God. Like, you know what I'm saying? And he'll let you know what's what. And and I know that personally for me. Can't speak for nobody else, but that change looked like chaos really 
when you start looking at things and when you get prepped, because when you think about it, whenever something's changing, that's when we get out of character, out of whack. It's, 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 it's like, hold on, like you feel like everything is just going wrong and all of that. That's not really the case. It, it's just, it's changing because it's shaping you, it's molding you, it's getting you ready for that next level. And, and once it's complete, you realize I had to go through that little storm because now I'm stronger. So now I'm able to take on whatever's coming next and whatever's coming next. It's not to, to tear you down or, or break you down, it's to build you up realistically. And once you start looking at every situation, everything in the, in the world like that, you, you become a different person, man. You become, you become better. It's just, you become the version of yourself that God intended you to be, you know? So, you know, you he, he's molding us into the person that he wants us to be. And I, I love this uh, quote. It's adversity will introduce a man or a woman to themselves. And what that basically means is that when adversity hits, you're, it's going to introduce to you if you're going to overcome that, or you're just going to be someone that's going to quit, give up. And the more adversity you face, the more challenges you face and overcome them, like you said, the stronger you're going to become. And it also prepares you for what's coming in the future, man. So that's a dope uh, piece of nugget to take away, man, bro. Trub, man, I appreciate you, bro, man, for real. Like, man, I, I wish uh, great success for the combine, man. And, you know, I appreciate you taking some time out, you know, to be on the podcast, man. It's been an honor to have you on, man. Hey, man, I appreciate you. Well, you already know, man. Yeah. From, from childhood to see <laughs> everything that you've become, man. I'm proud of you. Straight up, man. And, and, and keep that, doing man. your thing. Keep opening doors. Keep knocking down doors. Keep doing it all, man. Straight up. Because we man. need it. You know what I'm saying? And, and we're chosen. We know that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. So it, it's fun, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, it, yeah. It's dope. So Trust the, pro great, hey, trust the process, man. That's what I love to say, man. Trust the process. Definitely appreciate that, man. There you have it, folks, man. My brother right here, uh, Mr. Sir Charles Evans, man. Uh, it goes by Trell uh, on the podcast, blessing us here today, man. Go check out um, if you're a professional or you want to play professional and um, you have an opportunity in the 413, but you could be at wherever. Um, he's putting his team together. He's doing major things. Um, he's also giving back, man. Him and his wife, uh, they're, they're residing in Florida, uh, but he commutes back and forth. Um, you're going to have his social media uh, handles um, in the description. You're going to be able to check it out, check the website out. Man, appreciate it. Appreciate you uh, for listening. God bless you all and take care. Peace. Yeah, thanks, peace.